0: Some of us are really good checklists, and some of us are really good at starting things. I love to start things. When we bought our very first new house, it's our very first home, and Amy uh, had all these ideas, and I had a lot of ideas of what we we're going to do at the house. And so, like, I started in the kitchen. And here we are doing dishes in the bathtub because the kitchen's all torn apart. And then I'm outside like working on the windows and then I'm outside you know planting some trees and stuff like that. And she's like, When are you gonna finish my kitchen? Oh I'll get to it. Well, it doesn't really work when you're married doing you know dishes in the in the bathtub and she wanted the kitchen completed. I just like to start things. I like to, to get the demo done and get things set up and then like we'll have somebody else do it. But that's. <laughs> but God, I am with someone else. <laughs> but God finishes what He starts. Not only is He great at starting things in our life, but He also finishes what He starts. He completes what He starts. So whatever God puts on our heart, whatever seed He plants in our heart, the Lord will see it through. He will complete it, He will see it through to completion. God will always see things through to completion. And so we're starting this new journey today. Like I said, I love to start new things. And we're going to be looking at what it looks like to be mentally strong. So we chose the book of Philippians to be our book that we're going to go through. We're going to be in this book for the next three months. And you are on the start of it. This is the very first service of Philippians. And so we're going to be looking at the very first verse in Philippians and reading through that. But we're focusing this, the, these next three months on being mentally strong. And the reason is, is because a lot of times when we start things and we get moving in something in a direction, what happens is we start to have head games and we can talk ourselves out of what God's actually calling us into. We start to get wrapped up in ourselves. We start to get wrapped up and get mentally beat up. Has anybody ever been mentally just beat up? It, it's, it's hard, isn't it? And so the book of Philippians gives us really great insight on how we can fight through being mentally beat up and just moving forward in life. And so we're going to be reading Philippians 1 today. And what I'd love for us to do as we start this, this uh, book off is let's just pray and let's just invite the Lord to speak to us, to speak directly to each one of our hearts and um, just jump right into his word. Do you guys just pray with me? God thank you so much for for the word that you have for our hearts for the things that you have prepared for today Come Holy Spirit would you speak directly through me to our hearts Lord and um man just even as the the river is is overflowing and the current is just is just pouring down the Mississippi right down the street it's just it's just overflowing, Lord. Would you overflow in our hearts your word, your, your uh, instruction for our life, the encouragement that we need? Would it come across as an overflowing river from your word, that your word is alive and living today? It speaks directly to our hearts. It still applies today. And so, Lord, I just invite you to do that. Would you just speak directly to us? You know why we're here. You know what we came for, Lord. So I just pray that you just put away any, anything that is uh, just going to distract us, Lord. Would you just open our hearts to this moment right here, just for the next 20 minutes, just God speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Philippians 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. To all God's holy people in Christ Jesus in Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God, our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God every time that I remember you. So this is Paul writing to the church of Philippi. He's in prison in Rome and he's writing to them to bring encouragement. I just love, I mean, you open up the word and you open up the, the verses anything that Paul writes, he's writing to him in a very hardship of his own life, but yet alone, he can get through his own hardship so that he can actually share goodness to other people. That's a good place to be in. Like, I've got a lot going on in my life, but I'm able to be an encouragement to you. You know, so this is Paul. And then he says, you know, I'm filled with joy. Every single time I think of you, I am filled with joy. How many of those people do you have in your life right now? If you're married, that person should be somebody that you're filled with joy when you think of them, right? You should. <laughs> but these are some people that, that Paul just loves and, and he started this church until why Paul was amazing at starting things. But what's cool about Paul was he would start something, he'd be there for two or three years and then he would leave it. I trust you. You're going to run this, and then I'm going to go and start something new again. You hear that trust in that because that's hard to start something and then entrust. Okay, these people got it. And then here's Paul. He's sharing the gospel. He's starting churches, and he gets thrown into jail just for sharing the gospel, just for sharing that Jesus is king. So here he is encouraging that church that he started. I just want to bring some encouragement. I am filled with joy every time I think of you. Guys, you're doing such a great work. And he keeps going. In all of my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the very first day until now. Being confident of this. That he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. There's this confidence that Paul is speaking from that he's filled with joy. He trusts what God's doing in this, and he knows the church of Philippi's heart, and he's confident that God is going to see out whatever he started to completion. God is going to work things all out for his good. He's going to work things all out for our good. That God is a God that finishes what he starts and not only this, but Paul's writing not from this place of, I don't really know what's going to happen to you guys because I'm not there. And a lot's happened to me, but Paul's saying, I'm confident that whatever the Lord started, he's going to see it out to completion. So whatever the Lord has put on your heart this morning, whatever God has called to your plate that he set your eyes on, God is actually going to work it out to completion. He's going to, he's a part of that process. He doesn't just like put something in our life, give us a task or give us an opportunity and just like, okay, you guys just go ahead and figure it out. No, the Lord is constantly working it out into completion. But look at what he's actually working out in this church. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work, this good work that the Lord has created in you, it's a good work. This is the good work that the Lord is going to work out to completion. And that good work is this, is what Christ is doing in us. I'm confident that God is going to do a good work in you, a good work in us. So a lot of times like we get focused on, okay, what are my hands and feet doing because I need to be doing this good work? And... Over the years, one thing I've realized definitely is like God, you know, has called us to to good works with our hands and stuff. But the best work that could ever be done is the work that Jesus is doing in your heart. It's the best work that the Lord could ever do is what he's doing within us. And what he's doing is he's creating us like himself. That we get ever and ever more like Jesus Christ. We are no longer selfish. We are actually self-sacrificing. This is the good work that the Lord is doing in us. And this is the good work that Paul was confident that he was going to see to completion. It's the same work that I'm confident that the Lord is doing with every single one of us in this room. I am confident that the Lord is continuing to work in our lives that we will be closer and closer to him. The good work. It's from this that he sees it through uh, to completion. Sorry, I got off my notes. Got excited there. Okay, I want to talk about this good work. Have you guys ever heard of King David? Yeah, King David's in the Bible. He's in the Old Testament. He's actually a, a shepherd boy. And he takes care of the sheep. And then somebody comes to his house. And picks him out of all of his really good looking strapping brothers. You know like. It was all Brad Pitt's and then David. And then. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're the one. And so David becomes from a shepherd boy. He becomes a king. And he has the Lord anoint him. The reason is because. Is the Lord's work that he was doing in David. It wasn't about his outward appearance. It wasn't about what David did on the outside. It was about what the Lord was doing in him. And so in Psalms 51, what happens is David has this amazing opportunity to be the king of Israel, the Lord's people. And God blesses him with this opportunity and gives him so many resources. He just blesses him. But David actually falls. It's not a story that we read about a lot, but David is actually, you know, hanging out on his rooftop in downtown Davenport and and seeing this woman that was taking a bath, Bathsheba, in, in the building. And so like he says, hey, I have to have her. And so he actually has Bathsheba and has her husband killed. David falls hard, doesn't he? He falls on his face. He really screwed up. And he writes this passage that we find in Psalms 51. He writes this out of this heart of just coming out of a place where he had, he had really screwed up his life and had really fallen and thinks, man, there's nothing else. What can God do in me? So he says, Psalms 51 10, it says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Create in me Pure heart, O oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Then he says, do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore, me to, restore to me the joy of my salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Even when David fell, God completed what he started in David David's known as a man after God's own heart and this is the reason why because even in a time of, of falling on his face he says grant me a willing spirit a spirit that just says you know what Lord I screwed up but I choose to just follow you today You can't escape the power of the resurrection of Christ, that that he just continues to complete what he starts in you, even when we screw up. Even when we get off path, even when we take a different road, that there's this power that Jesus says, hey, I'm going to complete what I started in you, and it's going to continue, and I'm going to constantly draw you into being more and more like me. And so David's known as a man after God's own heart because he just constantly turned back to Christ no matter what he did in his life. And so there's some different ways that we can cooperate with God to say, you know what, complete what you started in me. Complete a right spirit within me. I want to be closer to you, Jesus. And it's a pathway that the patriarchs of our faith have actually started for us at the very beginning of the book. We have Noah, and then then Abraham, and then you have Moses, and then you have have David, and then you have Solomon, you have Esther, and then you get into the New Testament, and you have Paul, and you have James, and you have John, and you have Peter, and they created this pathway that actually draws us into being more and more like Christ. And as we go through the book of Philippians, you're just going to see this. The entire book is about us coming more and more like Jesus. Then our lives are completely just handed over to Jesus Christ and, and we are more and more like him and so here's a couple of ways that we can cooperate with the Lord the first one is, is getting into his presence stepping into God's presence I know on Sunday morning we sing these songs and like there's something that changes in the atmosphere can I get an amen there's something that changes in our atmosphere isn't there You know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's good music. But there's something that changes in the atmosphere, right? That's called the Holy Spirit. It's called his presence. We're drawing near to him. We're saying, you know what, God? I know what's going on in my life, but I can see the evidence of your goodness all around me. It's this heart of gratitude that we draw closer to God. And there's no better way of becoming more like Jesus than to know him. than to really know him, to be in his presence. Oh wow, I see you with me, Lord. I see that you're with me. And so um, these songs are songs that you can totally sing in your car. There's songs you can sing at your house. Pump some worship music throughout the house. Just getting into his presence. Just saying, spending some time, hey Lord, I just, I really wanna know you today. I really wanna know your presence. Another way that we can cooperate with God and becoming more like Him and cooperate with what He's doing within us is is by opening up our Word, the Bible. The Bible is full of the Word of God. It's His Word written down for us. And when we open it up, it's alive, it's living. It actually applies to our day-to-day life. And so like five, ten minutes a day just saying, you know what, God, I just really want to know You. I had this opportunity the other day. I was walking my dogs, and I just really felt like How cool would it be if Jesus, there was nobody out there. So I was like, this is your time, Jesus. Um, How cool would it be if Jesus just walked alongside me with the dogs? You know, like that'd be pretty cool. Does anybody, everybody at first service looked at me crazy. But, I mean, Jesus is alive. Can I get an amen? Okay, so like, I look forward to the day when I get to walk with Jesus. Anybody else? And you get to walk with Jesus, and he explains things to you. You see it in the New Testament. The disciples came across Jesus, and he walked with them on the path. And I'm like, this would be really cool. You could help me out with my dog, because it doesn't listen. Maybe Jesus could train my dog. There's a good chance. Jesus like, no. I'll complete everything else, but not that. Your dog will never understand. Is that how Jesus talks? (laughs) So I was just praying about it. And and then, um, so yeah, he didn't come and show up. But, (laughs) but what did happen was I'm like, I pulled out my phone and I hit Philippians and I just put it on play and I just sat there and listened to the word of God. And as I was doing that, it just revealed to me, like, I don't need to show up. I've already written everything I want to tell you. I've I've already given you all the insight you could ever receive. It's in my word. It's in God's word. And so, man, we're like looking for a direction. We're trying to search what's next in life. And, And man, this is the best place to know God, what you have for me. What are you doing in me right now? God will highlight that stuff. So there's a couple of different ways of just cooperating. Okay, God, I know you're doing something in me. So I'm going to step into your presence. I'm going to get your word. I'm, I'm going to be be in community that other people... We had a community group the the other week, uh, last Wednesday. It was just a great time. Oh, we have community groups that meet here. They're on your bulletin. All this stuff is in the bulletin. But... Um, yeah, I was, just, I was just really reminded of, like, how good it is to have somebody praying for you and with you. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I can see what God's doing in you, but have you ever thought about this? Like, maybe this is what the Lord's been doing, and I just got so much insight from that, that I wouldn't have gotten on my own. It would have been stuck in my head. So those are some different ways that we can just follow this path. This path of just becoming more and more like Jesus to say, "Yeah, complete what you're starting in me, God." So, what I'd love for us to do today is is really simple, and there's a, there's a lot of times that I just really believe that we try to make really simple things that Jesus is doing complicated. I need to hear this message from somebody else, or I need to hear this from something else, or, you know, this is a really simple message. Jesus just says, We say yes to what I'm doing in you. We say yes. For your heart, say yes today. And this is just something that we can actually cooperate with the Lord daily and just say, You know what? I trust what you're doing, and I'm going to trust the process of what you're doing. But I say, Renew a right spirit within me. Whatever's inside of me. Jesus, I just said yes to you. A couple of pictures of this pathway that of just following Jesus and, and just constantly saying yes is one picture that came up was walking up the path and you're trying to like bring somebody else with you or a group of people with you and you're trying to like pull them up the path and I just want to invite you to trust the Lord in their process as much as you trust the Lord in your own. Sometimes you have to you have to let like, go oh, and just trust God. Okay, you got him, because like God's calling you into more, and uh, sometimes you got to let go. And that's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to do, but you can definitely do it and just continuously just trust the Lord in that process. And so what I'd love for us to do is to just say yes to Jesus again. Yes to Jesus one more time. Yes to Jesus today, like we said at the very beginning when we started following Jesus. If you haven't started following Jesus, this is the time to do it. Just say yes to Jesus. Yes, Jesus, whatever you want to do in my life, I just choose to surrender my life over to you. I trust what you're doing inside me. Just saying yes to Jesus one more time. Would you guys just pray with me? Would you stand up and let's pray?